Having a tent the size of a house is one thing, as far yeah. as like having conversations and sitting uh, around yeah. talking. Uh, the only tent I've slept in in 25 years, though, have been backpacking tents. Yeah. And so, I mean, a three-person backpacking tent will comfortably fit a normal-sized man. You know? <laughs> yeah. everybody welcome back to the trail connection podcast so this week we're going to be talking a little bit about hammocks versus tents and so this morning i got a, a couple guys that i've known for a while and uh they're good buddies of mine i want to bring on the show uh, so over here i got kale andrews who i've literally known my whole life uh he's a he's a family friend goes goes back a long time with us and um always had plenty of cool stories and cool experiences growing up and shared some of that with him so Thought he'd be a great person to bring on the show. And over here, I got Matt Johnson, who I've also known for a good number of years. Um, he taught me uh, speech in middle school uh, when I was when I was doing some stuff, some extracurricular stuff. And uh, as a professor at Florida College, and uh, teaches a lot of different vocal classes there on uh, on speaking. And both of these guys have some background in debate, so I thought this would be a really great opportunity to bring them on the show and hash it out. <laughs> so, all right. So, having said that, uh, welcome, guys. I appreciate you taking the time to come out and talk today. Good to be here, man. And yeah. uh, so, uh, Kale, you want to take a minute and yeah. introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Kale, as Tim said, and uh, been enjoying the podcast because I love basically everything outdoors. Um, I've spent the last 34 Thanksgivings in the woods consecutively. Uh, ill or not ill, I quit two jobs two different times so that I didn't have to work Thanksgiving weekend and could be camping out there. And uh, now my four-year-old son has spent his first five Thanksgivings in the woods. And, uh, and then, of course, love hiking as much as possible, um, you know, whether it's, you know, around here in Florida uh, or, of course, if I can get up north or out west. Absolutely love it. Love the national parks. And uh, whenever my wife and I travel uh, for work, which we do quite a bit, we're always looking on the maps to see... Uh, which state parks are nearby, which national parks are nearby. So as soon as we wrap up, we can escape and, you know, get to Zion or get to Sedona or get, you know, somewhere wild. So uh, love it. And uh, I'm passionate about hammocks. So if you're solo camping, uh, I'll just go ahead and just jump right in. If you're solo camping, uh, you should be using a hammock. Prepare uh, your rebuttal. Course, you know, if you've, got, if you've got, you know, your whole family with you and you've got little ones, you're not going to throw them in a hammock and you're certainly not going to sleep with them in your hammock. But if you're solo camping, hammocks are where it's at. And since I started uh, camping uh, with a hammock about eight years ago, I have never solo slept in a tent. Um, so we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> Start setting the ground there you right go. now, yeah. establishing your field. That's right. And when you're solo your camping, nothing is better than a hammock. <laughs> okay. Well, my name's Matt, and uh, I haven't spent the last 27 years uh, camping over Thanksgiving, but... Growing up, my family did mostly spend Thanksgivings out in the woods. We went hunting every Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving for us was never a turkey. It was always a deer liver, you know, the first kill. We eat, nice. eat the liver and the heart, and that was organ meat for the, uh, for the win. Awesome. But uh, <laughs> my family and I, I, I love family camping, and some of my fondest family memories, both with my family growing up and with my, my family now, have been uh, intense. And so last... Uh, about four summers ago, we started a project up in West Virginia on some family lands, been in the family for a couple hundred years. My great, 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 great grandparents are buried there. And we decided, because my parents are up there five or six months of the year, to build a timber frame cabin using <clears throat> lumber milled off of the property. So everything starts there as a tree, makes it into the cabin. And we set up camp in a big family tent for six weeks wow. camped on the ground for six weeks as we were starting off to build this cabin and uh, at the end of that summer it just had a roof and had to tarp up the sides and get back to it the following summer but our, we celebrated our first night in the cabin um, the last night that we were there but it's basically just a glorified wooden tent and so i'm here to, to support tent camping because it promotes fellowship and gives you a lot more flexibility 
than just a hammock. I love it. I love it. And I'm playing the neutral party today. <laughs> so um, Switzerland. I, <laughs> Switzerland. <laughs> so I, uh, I've done a little bit of both recently. Uh, slept in my hammock last night, actually, um, for half the night. And then one of my kids woke me up, and I had to get in the tent with them. So I literally split the fence here today. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, I, depending on the situation, um, yeah, solo camping, I would I lean more towards the, the hammock, especially down here in Florida with a lot of soggy ground and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I took my tent on this last trip on the Appalachian Trail, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. So I'm really hoping you guys can convince me today uh, which one I should I should do preferably. So um, <clears throat> so since Kale kind of kicked off a little bit with his uh, his intro, uh, why don't you give him a little rebuttal there on, on what you think about tents? Well, I, I uh, as I said in my, my brief rebuttal, I think that tents give you a lot more flexibility than, uh, than a hammock. I like to take a hammock with me on a camping trip, yeah. hang it up between the trees. It's a nice, a nice place to go and relax in the sunshine and, you know, sway a little bit in the breeze. But uh, for, for sleeping, I like a nice flat surface. I, I end up with a lot of, you can find that you have back issues from hanging in the in the uh yeah in the hammock and sway back even uh sway back there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing worse than waking up in the morning and you know taking a half an hour to stand yeah. up straight from no. the hammock sway back as as a guy that does have a sore back and be, beat up knees and post and, uh, 40 let me tell you you do post 40 that's me okay. I'm, I'm thinking for me <laughs> point of order um, <laughs> <laughs> not oh, you're yet. getting there, pal. No, no, I you're going to love tents more I, I, and more as the years go on. You know, I've actually found, as a person that, that does, you know, uh, I've done a lot of adventuring. I tell people, when you do cool things, you end up hurt. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, all the time. So, um, you know, as someone that has ran a lot of miles, rode a lot of miles, swam a lot of miles, etc., um, yeah, I do have some back issues. But I find the hammocks now um, aren't kind of what we thought of as hammocks 20 yeah. years ago where it's just you know a sheet tied to two right. trees you know um and I, I started actually sleeping in a just a normal hammock uh you know kind of the parachute material yeah. that was super light and tied it up between two trees and uh you're limited in florida to um how long you can do that i mean you yeah. can only do that when it's very cold yeah. mm-hmm. uh then you're also having to put a piece of rope on top of it, that and individually rig a uh, a tarp over you mm-hmm. and, uh, because even if it's not raining, you're going to get dew right. in the morning. Yep. Um, and so I was looking to upgrade after I had probably spent 10 nights like that. It's one thing if you're driving out somewhere. Yeah. But you don't want to be walking with a full tarp mm-hmm. <laughs> and multiple ropes and tents and everything like that. So I actually got um, an asymmetrical hammock made uh, made by Hennessy. Um, and uh, so it's the <laughs> Hennessy ASIM is what it's called. And it's got the uh, bug net built into it. So it's got the hammock on the bottom, bug net on the top, mm-hmm. and then an ultralight rain fly that goes on top of it. Mm-hmm. And with it being asymmetrical, you can actually, you can sleep on your back, you can sleep on your side. Um, it actually has uh, tie points off the bottom. So not only are you anchored to the tree, but you can tie oh, nice. diagonally. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually sleep pretty comfortably if you sleep on your side. Yeah. Because um, I can take a nap on my back, but... You know, when you yeah. need a good night's sleep, yeah. it's good to be able to, like, be on your back, roll over, right. et cetera. Um, and, and I've just found that, for me, I don't have sore. I have less soreness sleeping in my hammock than sleeping, you know, on my thermorest on the ground, personally. Yeah. Um, and I just find they're really comfortable. And especially after, if you've been hiking and then you throw up your hammock and, and you know, while everyone's still hanging out in camp, you can leave the leave the rain fly up and you can be chilling in ham- in, in your hammock reading or whatever you brought with you and still participating with everyone that's in camp. Right. And then you throw that rain fly down and you've got, mm-hmm. you've got your mobile mini suite, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're just, you're, you're in your own world after that. And, uh, but it keeps the bugs off of you in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the, the, the dew as well. So, yeah. which is, which is helpful. Yeah. So. so I found the same thing. Like I, I've got an Everest brand, which is, uh, one I found on Amazon, and it's a it's a double. It's got the bug net built into it, and I also have an ultralight uh, rain fly for that too. That the feature with anchoring it to the ground would be awesome because yeah. uh, that's the, that's one thing that uh, when I went uh, on the Appalachian Trail to last year uh, with John Krim, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> we both did hammocks, and the last night we were there, we got just 
inundated with like a tropical storm force winds, you know. So I woke up to my rain fly slapping me and, and rocking in between the trees, yep. scared for my life that a tree was going to fall on me. But, um, you know, <laughs> if I had that extra anchor point, that would have been, been really cool. But, um, yeah, I like that too because anytime I go out to my secret spot, you know, I got, uh, I've got a couple of groups of trees right there. And whoever I take with me, I typically have hammocks for them. And so we'll string them up around our fire and have yeah. the fire right in the middle. And you're just chilling there, hanging out in the hammock and, you know, talking. And then when you're ready to go to bed, you just roll over. Um, but I've got uh, a nice thermal um, inflatable pad that's in mine too, so it kind of spreads out the double hammock a little bit. And I've I've been okay like sleeping on my side in that. But uh, asymmetrical sounds pretty interesting. I yeah, like I'm definitely intrigued by that. I mean, yeah. I, th these are not hammocks that I have experienced, yeah. so I uh, I would be interested in uh, in looking into that and seeing what the comfort level would be. Of course, if you're talking about solo camping, right? That's, yeah. You know, you want to try to keep your equipment as light as possible. I found that my, my hiking tent, though, packs packs pretty easily. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space in my pack. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to carry it without a whole lot of impact. And it's pretty pretty fast to, to put up. And if you're in an area that, you know, where you don't have a lot of tree cover yeah. and you want, to, you want to be able to find a nice flat spot on the ground, pretty easy to put up. And uh, you know, maybe it's maybe it is that post forty you start to like the firmer bed better. But I find yeah. that sleeping flat on the ground, you know, with just a decent uh, camp pad, I sleep as comfortably as I do in my nice plush bed. Hmm. So the second issue, though, right, is what if you're what if you're camping with more than more than one person? So you talked about you know hanging out with the guys and then rolling away and creating your sort of you know isolated. There's yeah. something about camping, though, that, that should keep you up talking until, you know, the deep hours of the night. Yeah. And, uh, and sharing that space together, being with somebody or your family, and having the, having the fellowship of, you know, I, now don't get me wrong, I, you know, we don't want to have uh, sleepovers in our bedroom with all of my kids piled in the bedroom, <laughs> right, and keep that limited. Maybe the night before Christmas, you know, it's an yeah. exciting time to do mm -hmm. that. Jessica's out of town, the kids come in, hang out in the bedroom. So, but that's pretty atypical at home. But camping is one of those special opportunities where you go and you're you're just with people, right? Mm -hmm. You share space, you share experience, and so there's something about the fellowship that you get from sharing that space with people, being able to talk into all hours of the night. Something wakes you up in the middle of the night, you know, and there's the, you know, the mutual experience of what's that? Mm -hmm. I, I think you miss that with, uh, yeah, with the isolated bubble of hammock camping. I, it separates you from people. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, I personally, when I camp, like around the fire is where I want to be yeah. talking and, yeah. and have, you know, but when it's, when it's bedtime, I don't want someone asking me every time they hear 50 coyotes, <laughs> you know, which you're going to, I mean, if you're camping anywhere in America right now, it's like, it's like they gave coyotes away at the fair instead of goldfish yeah. one year. Yeah. And, and instead of people dumping their goldfish in a pond, they just let their coyotes loose everywhere. Because yeah. there are coyotes everywhere now. And uh, so, I'm, you know, a couple weekends ago, I'm listening to coyotes take something down. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's fine to answer, you know, the, you know, what are the, that's a pack of coyotes. Yeah. Um, you know, and then... But the third time, they're still coyotes, you know, which which I guess you only answer when you're sleeping with your kids, you know, like, what are they now? Well, now they're wolves. Yeah, you got to you know, like, you know, like, if you're camping with guys and you've got somebody waking you up every five minutes saying, what's that, dude? Then I'm, you've chosen the wrong camping part. You've chosen the wrong camping part. <laughs> but on the other hand, yeah, right? Yeah. If chupacabras generally out there taking you out in your hammock yeah. one by one, hey. you mm -hmm. you need a united front, man. You, you don't want chupacabra, chupacabra taking you out one by one in have, your hammock. Uh, prehensile thumbs so they cannot climb <laughs> and uh nor, nor can coyote. i actually feel good sometimes thinking wow if something runs through here wild pigs or or for for you know it's in, not in getting all, all of reality us. yeah it's not getting me you know like yeah. it's going for the grounders you yes. know and um no i actually do love that that with a hammock you can put a hammock 30 feet up in a tree oh yeah if you want to which mm -hmm. is really cool um very lord <clears> of the rings yeah, they're very, very Rivendell-esque. And uh, the uh, one thing I have seen that's pretty cool, and I have... It's Lorien, Lothlorien now. Loth oh, okay, Rivendell's sorry. on the ground. Rivendell's on, with the waterfalls. I, you know, I'm, I'm a disappointment to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I messed up a Hobbit reference. And uh, so... We're gonna, we'll talk about Harry Potter tent camping exactly, here in a minute. Exactly, yeah, yes, exactly. If only well. I had a tent where it was the size of a handbag, and yet... 
you know, an entire eight-bedroom uh, home could fit in it. It felt like um, that in West Virginia for six weeks. Oh, so we I'm had, sure. Yeah. Did you guys have a sizable tent? Um, we had a we had a massive tent, yeah. and the little uh, the little Cabela beds that you can stack on top of one another cots. Mm-hmm. Yes, the bunk cots yeah. that the kids all slept in. The, those are nice. actually pretty, pretty cool, cool with the discs on the side. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And we yeah. were actually there long enough. We knew we were going to be there long enough that we we had a six-inch foam pad yeah. that we put in there for Jessica. And I. That makes sense. Nice. Great. Now, Except for the days when. Uh, we left the flaps open and massive rainstorms soaked everything and we had to dry the dry the pad for, yeah. and, for and four days. There's something to say for about it. For four of the six weeks you were there. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. <laughs> having a tent the size of a house is one thing as far yeah. as like having conversations and sitting uh, around yeah. talking. Uh, the only tent I've slept in in 25 years though have been backpacking tents. Yeah. And so, I mean, a three-person backpacking tent will comfortably fit a normal-sized man. You know, <laughs> yeah. fortunately, for must be the us, European there dimensions are no normal-sized men in my family. <laughs> <laughs> I am the uh, largest at five four and one hundred and thirty-five yeah. pounds, so uh, we're good. Yeah, you know what I have found too. Um, when you are camping with a tent, you definitely need an extra tarp under it because mm-hmm. even if they're waterproof, right? A lot of times you will get. Uh, moisture up from the bottom, as yeah. you said, and uh, I had a similar experience to uh, you when I was on the Appalachian Trail um, last year, last November, and uh, we went off the uh, off the AT down the Goshen Prong. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna loop back around, and it started raining about ten o'clock at night, and it rained until about eight o'clock the next evening. Wow. Yeah. So you know that's that's another set of problems. I will say though. I woke up bone dry, and it rained really? all night long. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had to get your hammock guy. Yeah. What did you say? I said I need to get the name of your hammock. Exactly. Guy. <laughs> so I mean, had that uh, <clears throat> the rain fly up top. Now, did you put uh, you know camp dry treatment on your on your hammock? This is no. just out of the box. Out of the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, and I I have reapplied now, just because when yeah. you've gotten it wet several times, it's good to you know put more on it, either like a camp dry or Scotch Guard or yeah. Dry Fab or something. Um, but I woke up dry and. Um, my friend that I was with, my brother-in-law actually, uh, I mean, he, there was no way to keep the water out of the tent because, you know, when, if you're not on the ridge in the mountains, the water's coming downhill and when it's coming, it's, it's coming. So it Mm -hmm. it actually, uh, at some point in the night went over his protected, uh, waterproof bottom area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he woke up with a half inch of, of water Mm. that was now in his waterproof yeah. Tent, you yeah, know, and couldn't get out. Not going anywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, when we, uh, when we, you know, the, the people you meet at those um, shelters on the AT, if you've mm-hmm. ever, which which is another thing I like. If I'm somewhere where I can't throw my hammock, a lot of times, like on the AT, mm-hmm. uh, you use the shelter. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool. So I got to the shelter, and uh, there was a meteorologist, of all people, that was there, <laughs> nice. that had, like... I mean, he had, it, it looked like this, but it was just for weather. And he mm-hmm. could tune into things that were only for meteorologists. And so we were going to spend the night there. We were soaking wet. I had just finished all my Halloween candy. And, uh, <laughs> but you got to take on the trail with you. And, uh, and that's, he, that's some great protein there. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Well, you know, yeah, the Snickers, Snickers minis, you know. Um, my, my friend, the first night, I go, hey, man, you want a Snickers? He's like, yeah, I'm trying to not eat too much candy, watch my weight and all that. And then. After we hiked in the rain for about ten hours, he said, "Do you have any more of those Snickers?" <laughs> like, yes, yes, we can. I'll take that king size. Now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but but we got to the to the shelter, and I was glad we were in the shelter that night because he said it's going to rain for the next three days, and oh, so wow. at that point we were looping back around to Klingman's Dome and and didn't have that much further to go. And yeah, um, but you know I've been really happy with with the sleeping conditions of the hammock as far as keeping the bugs out, yeah. staying dry, um, you know. Now, what do you yeah. find is the temperature range that you can, <clears throat> you can sleep in? Preferably the, the cooler, the better for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've got that thermal pad that yep. I use a lot. And so I've comfortably slept down in the 20s. And it, really? Yeah. Yeah, because it it really it's it's got about an inch and a half to two inches of rise on it. And that's with your that's with your bag and the canopy. The it, yeah, it's it's the hammock well. with the sleeping pad and then my sleeping bag on top of that. So in the, when I first started using a hammock, you know, obviously if you're slinged down, all your weight's going to the lowest point. So I would always wake up with a cold butt and yeah. cold feet. 
But then I found that pad and put it on there, and I have not, I have not woken up with a with a cold backside in a long time. It's it that does a really good job of keeping everything evenly distributed away, and uh, it's comfortable too. Yeah. But they also they also uh, manufacture um, like under hammock uh, quilts, mm-hmm. which I like the pad because it it's real thin and inflatable. So I roll it up real tight and pack it down. Is it reflective? Does no. it reflect your body? Okay. No. Well, actually, you know what? It might because uh, it's got like this V groove technology on it, so it may, it may do that. I don't know about the actual, um, you know, reflective part. I should have I'm read up more. Some it. kind of technology and just be like, oh, it looks like a J. It's got the J hook technology to it. You know? <laughs> That's what they would have called Velcro right, if it would have right, been right. if it would have yeah. been invented by marketing guys instead of NASA. Yeah. The J hook technology. That's not hook and loop. Yeah, <laughs> not hook and loop exactly. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've. I've comfortably slept down in the 20s. But the reason it. I ask is, yeah, I had a, an experience back in, early in the spring of this year, a buddy of mine were camping up in North Georgia. You wouldn't think it would be you know, overwhelmingly cold. But we were we were in a camping area. It had it had a shelter mm-hmm. on the trail. We brought a small tent with us. We also had the hammocks up, you know, just to swing in during the day. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we didn't have the fancy high-tech, you know, asymmetrical J-hook <laughs> hammocks that you guys have with the V-technology. With V-technology. <laughs> but the, the shelter, you know... I mean, we just we stashed our stuff in that. This yeah. Is, I think this shelter is a sort of a last ditch effort. Of course, I say that hypocritically, knowing that I'm building a massive shelter, Your own shelter. in uh, West Virginia to sleep yeah. in. But also that's camping with a shed. woman who eventually wants a toilet in this wooden tent. Mm-hmm. So that's the next phase mm-hmm. of the construction project. But uh, we use the shelter for storing our stuff, and uh, I I was getting cold that night. I don't, I don't know how cold it got down mm-hmm. to, but it was pretty cold. Yeah. And so I said, I'm, I'm, going to the, I'm going to the tent, dude. You can sleep in the hammock if you want. He said, oh, no, it's fine. And he had a pad under him, mm-hmm. had his bag. And uh, sure enough, I, and I told him, I predicted, I said, you know, come about 2, 3 in the morning, you're going to be really regretting this decision. And sure enough, about 3 o'clock in the morning, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, I'm dying. He's like, can we, can we share a blanket? It's like, I need some body heat. I was like, well, yeah, probably, we'll give you a little bit. We're not spooning all night, pal. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, so he warmed up a little bit, and uh, as unfortunate as it was to be woken up by, you know, it wasn't. Are there coyotes? Yeah. You know, it was. It's it was, I'm dude, cold. I'm freezing cold, my cold. toes off. Yeah, I'm cold. Which is even worse. <laughs> I'll never let you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, we ended up we ended up just chatting again for another hour in the middle of the night. It was again. It sort of speaks to the. Uh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. These these sort of moments of of fellowship that are maybe unintended. But shared, still crisis. Avail- shared crisis. Shared crisis, right? Yeah. And if and I guess I guess my qualification to that is if it had not been for how ratty his hammock experience was, yeah. we wouldn't have had that extra hour of conversation. So we so have hammocks to thank for hammocks, the fellowship. Hammocks brought us together. Hammocks so. brought us together I, I, because they're so bad. <laughs> I, I will say, like everything, you have to plan accordingly. Yeah. Um, and so if it is gonna be colder, having a pad under you is really helpful. You don't have the insulation of the ground like you do with right. a tent. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, for most of my camping, especially in Florida, having it feel a little cooler actually just extends my camping season. Yeah. So uh, the fact that, you know, okay, if it's January and there's a polar vortex and the like the city of <laughs> Chicago closes, you know, because it's too cold and people are freezing to death in the streets, that's like perfect camping weather yeah. in Florida yeah. because it's like, oh, there's no bugs this time. That's great, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but once you start to get to March, April, it's it, it can be pretty rough to, to, to yeah. camp in a tent. Uh, but when, especially if you can throw the rain fly off and you've got a nice breeze, and the fact that you can put your hammock, you know, higher up in a tree to catch more wind, mm-hmm. uh, you're just going to get uh, <laughs> actually a, a better, I feel, sleeping experience because you got a nice breeze and, yeah. and it's actually cooler. Yeah. When you are camping in the cold, though, I mean, if you're going to be in in uh, Tennessee in November, December, uh, what I do is uh, take one of those hand warmers and throw that in the bottom of my bag mm-hmm. just to keep my feet warm because that's the only thing that I've woken up and been like, man, my feet are cold, you know. Yeah. But it's it's about planning for that. Mm-hmm. But I've never woke up where I was like shivering because yeah. it was way too cold. It's yeah. just as Tim mentioned, if if your feet are elevated. Number one, that's going to make them cold, and then also, you know, just just uh, that's what gets cold first usually, yeah. you know. So, um, but to me, I've never had a thing where I was too cold, but I have really enjoyed when everyone else is kind of like 
steaming in mm-hmm. their tent. It's like a yeah. those cook in the microwave bags of steamed vegetables where you just throw it in the microwave and it it expands. That's that's tent camping in June in yeah. Florida. You know, you just feel like you're in that <laughs> yeah. bird's eye steam I, in the microwave that bag. As well, yeah. we had a scenario where a really good friend of mine was he was moving away in September, and so we wanted to go one last camping trip in August. So we canoed up the Withlacoochee, found an island, mm-hmm. and set up on the little island. And this, of course, was this was years ago before I think hammock camping had really become popular yeah. and they still were just sort of the, the best you could get was a parachute mm-hmm. if that yeah. even those weren't popular yeah. and uh so this buddy of mine and i and uh my son titus went out camping this was when titus was still just a little mm-hmm. just a little twerp right. <laughs> uh this is back in back in 2005 so he must have been probably six years old something like that 2005 six and uh <clears throat> oh and it was miserably hot and miserably humid and I can remember it was we were cooking out on the fire, and it was so so damp mm-hmm. and so sweltering mm. that just getting near the fire was a miserable experience. And I remember this this was the worst part of the trip. Is I it was so hot, we all had shirts off. I hung it on a tree, and it had gotten in some poison something. Ugh. It got you know, put my shirt back on, you know, because it had turned inside out. I put it back yeah. on, and the next the next day and a half it's streaks of uh, allergic reactions and had to get the cord that wouldn't have happened in a hammock exactly no? well i'm i'm <laughs> countering my because it was miserable i remember waking up at two o'clock in the morning it was oh. so hot and you was only and here's you know fellowship is one thing yep. but there's only so much you can take off when you're camping with other yeah. people yeah so titus is laying there in his in his tidy whities it's covered in sweat. There's a puddle on the floor oh, from how much he's sweating. And he wakes up at 2 in the morning and shakes me and says, Dad, can we go home now? <laughs> I said, son, we're not canoeing back down the river at 3 o'clock in the morning. We're here. And that's how you get your kids to love camping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I think that would have been a great moment for it would. a hammock. It would. Yeah. It uh, would have been a great it moment. It would have been a great hammock. moment, you know. We'll have to we'll have to see sometime. We'll, we should do an August podcast where you sleep in your tent yeah. and I sleep in my hammock and uh, in a field. And then we have yeah, as, two trees. As out. we say <laughs> in competitive debate, yeah. point granted. Point yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, the um, just having that and one of the things I've seen that's pretty cool, like you mentioned, um, you know, fellowship and hanging out. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but there there's some pretty cool pictures of multiple hammock campers. Mm-hmm that have found like two tall pine trees mm-hmm. and they'll stack, stack them up seven or eight hammocks up yeah. and kind of make their i mean yeah. it's like an ewok village yeah. you know it's There's, i've it's, seen some interesting uh, asymmetrical hammocks as well where you know they've got them hung high up in the trees mm-hmm. in a circle yeah mm-hmm. and they're pretty even even suspended from one another so mm-hmm. they'll they'll have the ends of the the triangles connected right in a circle and then tied out to other trees that's of course you'd have cool. to find the right scenario where you could put that setup together but that yeah. you know that's a kind of a circle of fellowship that i can yeah I can get and i've seen with. i've seen them too where they got like groups of three you're trees. winning me over <laughs> that's all that's about what i do that's that's how <laughs> debate works <laughs> i taught you well <laughs> yeah matt was one of my professors as well so yeah um so you mentioned bugs a couple minutes ago and so the last time that i camped with my tent in uh, in my spot out here in a swamp um there was a I didn't realize it until I was going to bed, but there are all these spiders that just cover the ground out here. And um, when I was going to get in my tent, it was like I, they were just covered all on the rain fly or whatever. And so I had to like flip them off to like get in. And it was a mad dash to like dive in and then zip it back up before it got covered. I don't think they were poisonous at all, but like just the fact that like I'm laying here with spiders crawling over. I, Maybe I'm not that much of a man. Like I don't, I don't really that want. Bothers me. I don't really want to be covered yeah. in spiders all night. But you know, with the with the hammock aspect, you know, I sleep very comfortably out there because anybody who out, is out there now with me that's on a tent, I'm like, oh yeah, you, you're in the spider pit down there. I'm, I'm up here. But uh, but then the other thing um, that I was going to mention too about uh, the tent, the tent piece of it was this past time we went on the uh, Appalachian Trail we kind of had that monsoon that came up in the middle of the night kind of deal where uh, Brad and I both had tents and I was kind of on the lower section of the hill mm-hmm. um, and I passed out pretty hard that first night so I didn't have like my actual rain fly zipped up I had one one corner of it down it's kind of like a teardrop shape 
and I had one corner of it pinned down, the other one was open, and I woke up to rain hitting me in the face, and it was like mm. blowing in the door and all in that lining, you know, got like the two-inch lip around the bottom of the, the tent. So, yeah, there was a section of my uh, of my tent that started to accumulate some water, so then that wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but um, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's kind of, I keep going back and forth about the yeah. scenario. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I do think that in, in large part, it, you know, the way you set the grounds for a debate determines what we're talking about. So, Kale tried to seed the, <laughs> the conversation right at the beginning solo. with solo camping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of my, I, that's that six weeks experience with my yeah. family, even with having to dry out on two different occasions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a couple of afternoons, all of our gear, and, and uh, you know, getting, you know, we never really did get that that six inch pad completely dried out Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, we got some some mildew on the bottom of it by the end you know but we ended up throwing that thing away at the end of the six weeks anyway but there's nothing for me that has ever compared to that family camping experience yeah Yeah. having the kids there at night in their little bunks reading to them you know the the light of the lantern in the evening and telling stories and planning for the next day and we even had in that in that tent, you know, there was multi-room tents, so you separate off, you know, mm-hmm. keep the kids over there at night. That's cool. And uh, yeah, it's just a great, great experience. Um, six weeks in a tent together with your family and sharing that, sharing that space and mm-hmm. sharing that, the story time and the, mm-hmm. the late and listening to the, listening to the sounds, even of the coyotes. Even yeah. the coyotes. Kids, my kids did ask in the middle of the night, Daddy, what's that? It's a coyote. They yeah. were excited about it. They gave them away at the fair up in West Virginia, too. There's <laughs> coyotes everywhere. No, it's a, you know, yep. it's a regular dish. The, but, uh, uh, it's a fair food. I, 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 would, I would say... <laughs> deep fried coyote. We, we yeah, don't eat coyotes coyote. in West Virginia, but we do eat groundhogs. Exactly. Wow, okay. We oh, okay. do eat groundhogs. That's a delicacy. Huh. I, uh, <laughs> I try it. I, you know, I mean, I, I've had... I, I think coyote would be like eating raccoon. Yeah, I yeah. personally, I have not a, uh, you know, bear is one thing, especially if you get a bear that was eating plants. Right. If you get a bear that was in somebody's neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. like the bear eating that the trash. was, yeah, you know, that's, it's the same with a pig, you know, you mm-hmm. can get a big difference between based on what it was eating. Well, I, I will say um, one drawback of the hammock is that you really, to use it correctly, you need trees. Right. Yep. Yep. And so uh, depending on where you're going, I mean, there are parts of the Grand Canyon where you couldn't, you couldn't do it, you know, yeah. or, um, the Badlands. Yeah. The Badlands, mm-hmm. some places like Sedona. Yeah. Um, lots you, of places in Glacier. Yeah. You need to plan, um, your, your camping location around making sure you have some trees, you right. know, uh, a lot of places do have them because they, you know, you have the lines where you can, uh, you know, hang your bags up to keep it away from bears and stuff. Um, but, you wouldn't want to get out there planning to sleep in a hammock and realize, wow, I'm just going to be sleeping yeah. on a rock instead, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one thing that, um, just from the, from an adventurer standpoint, like you'd be ready for anything. You know, there's been times where you know, that first trip I mentioned on a previous episode that, you know, um, we were, we were hiking up a certain section of the, the Appalachian trail and we came to uh, Chihuahua bald, mm-hmm. um, which is just, it's a meadow on top of a mountaintop. And it, it's just, it's beautiful. It's a great, it's probably one of the only vistas on that section that we did. Mm-hmm. But we got up there and I was like, dude, let's stay here. And you look around, there's not a single tree. Yeah. Like nothing close by that's not like right on the trail. So that would have been a perfect opportunity to, to pop down right there. But all we had was hammocks. Yeah. And so the the versatility of, of a tent, of being able to literally put it down anywhere, anywhere. is is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you know yeah a buddy of mine and i many many years ago this is right out of college graduate school we were we took a long road trip out and hit a lot of the different uh, parks and and uh areas out west went to you know yellowstone glacier uh the badlands uh, the black hills and one of my favorite photos that i have is a tent that we set up on this rock outcropping in the black hills not a tree in sight but Mm -hmm. great great picture of the sunrise with that tent there on that rock outcropping. And it's not a place you could have camped with a... Uh... And if you talk about Florida camping as well, yeah, um, you know, beach camping. Yeah. Right? You don't really have an option for, for hammock camping if you're on the beach in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. And beach camping is one of the really great things about Florida camping 
I'm gonna have to bring you back on. We're gonna do a beach camping show uh, later fantastic. on, and then in the season here. So we're gonna go down to Kaya Costa. Nice. nice. Very nice. You ever been down there? I have not. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be cool. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking about that to go to your beach camping point because I know like the Dry Tortugas. Mm-hmm. It's really the only. Uh, I guess, you know, Everglades is also a national park, yeah. but we don't have a lot of national parks in Florida. Mm-hmm. We have some amazing state parks, yeah. county parks. Yeah. Um, but in uh, the Everglades, you know, again, I think I'd prefer a hammock in the Everglades to, yeah. a, to a tent. Because if you sleep in a tent, in most of the campsites there, you're sleeping on a wooden dock mm-hmm. platform kind of thing, basically, that you got to on a, on a canoe. So I'd love to have a, a hammock down there. But say like Dry Tortugas... There's not a ton of places yeah. to mm-hmm. to hook up a hammock because it's Paints Prairie, a bunch of really Paints Prairie place yeah. to go. Yeah, and uh, you know you don't have to worry so much about the uh, the giant snakes like you do in the Everglades. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Although wild horses and buffalo, right? Yeah, Kale doesn't mind snakes. Probably though. not going to trample you if you place your tent <laughs> you in the right what? place. I'd take my chance. I horses are pretty uppity. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take my chance with that. I, I I can go after some snakes, but um. No, I actually, I'll camp anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. the, uh, the, I, I'm just hoping that you know, when a snake and a crocodile get in a massive battle, <laughs> I'm hanging up in a tree yeah. and not down on the ground with it. So, so I want to, I'll throw this little caveat into the discussion. It's about uh, the noise at night. Mm-hmm. So, you mentioned you don't mind getting woken up <laughs> quite a bit. I, I personally do. Um, but uh, there's, there's. The, the aspect of my, my flat pad that I have for my tent, my tent mm-hmm. is super noisy. I mean, I, anytime you move, it's like you're just rattling a big, it's all paper and stuff. And so for me, like from, a, from just a, a volume standpoint, like I'm, I try to be as considerate as possible, even though I'm a huge snore, um, mm-hmm. you know, to try to not add a whole lot of extra noise to this situation whenever I'm when I'm with people but I'd be self-conscious about it you know if I was camping with a bunch of people and I had that that pad with me because it's just so noisy but uh I mean when you're sleeping you don't know what kind of noises you're making anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah. <laughs> I've got a I've got a pad that's uh you know it's one of the foam sort of self-inflatable thermorest mm-hmm. pads it's not real thick but really really comfortable and it doesn't it doesn't tend to make any noise at all okay yeah. and a nice cloth cover you know foam inside so it's yeah. not squeaky mm-hmm and it packs up really, really small. The mm-hmm. other thing, and obviously there's a big difference between if you're car camping or, or uh, you know, hiking. Yeah. Um, but to get anywhere close to a comparable weight in a, let's just even say a single man tent, mm-hmm. um, you're talking a couple hundred dollars more. Yeah. And it's still going to weigh more. Yeah. Um, the, because uh, the last tent I bought... Um, my wife and I were, were hiking together, and so we bought, like, the lightest, you know, Kelty. Mm-hmm. It was a Spitfire two or something like that. And uh, <clears throat> I think it weighs, like, eight or nine pounds, which isn't bad for a two-person tent. Mm-hmm. I think my hammock weighs two. Yeah. And my hammock cost hundreds of dollars less. Yeah. But, again, you, you got to kind of – you make the sacrifice based on what the, what the situation is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you probably wouldn't backpack – with three or four kids right. in the same tent, you know, but yeah. but uh, for that h- kind of hiking where every ounce counts, you're yeah. you're putting salt and pepper in a film container. <laughs> so I, I've saved film containers for it seems like a Do decade they still now. Make those? Yeah, what, actually, what's a film what's container? A, exactly, exactly. So for the uh, kids listening, yeah, <clears throat> cameras, little, little plastic used too. <laughs> the, uh, They've yeah, all seen Harry Potter. You had to wind them. Like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You had to wind them. <laughs> Had we had one of those yeah. with a square flash cube that you put on the top. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I uh, you West Virginians. <laughs> I bought an Advantix camera. Remember Advantix? I had one of those. Yeah. yeah. It was like 35 millimeter existed for a hundred years. Right. And then Advantix was the next big thing. So I got an Advantix camera, and that was relevant for about six months. Yeah. And then digital came out. It was like, it was like your friend that had Laserdisc. You yeah. know, it was just like that was. It was cool though because you could do panorama and all that, and for traveling it was neat. Mm-hmm. But that was so quickly replaced yeah. by yeah. by digital. Um, yeah, I had a, I probably two or three dozen Advantix rolls of yeah. film from that time. Do you period. still have the containers? I do. I have the little containers. Okay, there you go. 
So I need a couple <laughs> for my, well, for my, uh, you for know, my this seasonal. This is a high dollar item these days. They're a specialty item. Put them on so, eBay. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I'll trade you for a hammock. There you go. Uh, I'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as far as cost goes, um, yeah, you mentioned, you know, pretty, pretty large differential differential there in the pricing. Uh, I got my entire setup for the hammock, the shelter, which the straps come with the hammock I bought, uh, which is most cases they're separate and almost as much as the hammock itself. Um, and then my pad, I think all of that combined, I'm looking at like 250 Yeah. total for like a whole package. And that's, I sleep better in that than I, I do in my bed I like, I like the idea of the Kelty tents, but I have a, uh, we know I use a three-person uh, Coleman hiking tent and I think I think it was probably $85 no. and uh, it's a little heavier than the Kelty I don't know ex- I don't remember what the exact weight on it but it's not it's not a significantly heavy tent and it packs up pretty small mm-hmm. doesn't take a ton of room up in my pack um, and then you know you buy uh, the if, if I'm going to take three people three small people mm-hmm. three of my family members yeah. <laughs> and you know get three of the thermorests and then your your bags for about the same price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in for three people camping. Yeah. And in, in, uh, in one pack. Whereas, if you're packing for three people, right, you've got to have three of those three hammock. hammock mm-hmm. setups, and then you know that price gets multiplied. Mm-hmm. Well, if I go so with again, my... solo camping is you know yeah. one thing, but there's you know, the barrier of entry there. That but you get this diminishing margin of returns if you're talking about camping with with friends or yep. family. I can catch up with you on the quantity of people depending on which kid I take with me. Yeah. So me and me and my wife could share my hammock, and then we could get one of the the smaller uh, ones in there. Shared hammock. There you go. <laughs> I see that a lot. You know, living close to a couple of colleges, I feel like I can't drive past any park or golf course without seeing shared hammocks that, right? see that, that's what makes me <laughs> I like here, the you know, idea like, of a shared yeah. hammock for the first hour or two yeah. but yeah. you know I, I mean I don't know how, how it works they're just, you guys. it's a cheap date they're but, not spending yeah. the night yeah. there, you know? yeah, exactly. well, that an was hour, just that's an hour just talking or two point. Into, yeah. into sleeping I, I need a little bit of real estate I need to roll over and mm-hmm. you know put my arms above my head and yeah. so there's the question of could my dear wife happy anniversary by the way darling uh, <laughs> nice. could she tolerate you know an entire night in a hammock with me without shoving me out of it. No. Well, I have to admit <laughs> that was that was yeah. just a talking point. I have not I have not spent the night in my. You've hammock. You've got a shot. And tell me how that works. I will. Out. I'll come back with that. But right. I, I do have to rant a little bit about you mentioned college kids and the thing. That just it irritates me that yeah. that was a fad where they just bought them just to hang out in them yeah. like at random places and that was super oh, cool. I see this all the time. I know. On I campus. see it all the time. Yeah. Summer camps, kids just yeah. you know, hanging out. I mean, it's it's great because you know it's it's versatile and all that kind of stuff. Well, and it I'm gives like, them an opportunity to be outside instead of hanging out in their rooms and you know so yeah. get a taste of the outdoors but still able to relax. Can't take a couch out to a golf course and well, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kids these days. <laughs> The, um, how do you, do you use Velcro straps or what kind of straps do you use? Um, the ones I have are like the, uh, uh, I, don't, I guess it's like a neoprene type, the, whatever the material is they use for like the ratchet straps. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's like that, yeah, but it's got, uh, nylon. So, nylon. Yeah. It's got nylon, uh, and it's sewn in loops so yeah. you can wrap it around the tree. Like the Enos. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And then as you need to get it closer or further apart, you just hook your your uh, little carabiners and the hooks either okay. further up or further down. Now we do have some of the you know parachute type hammocks, but we didn't we didn't spring for the Enos. We went for the little bit cheaper and brought the you know the generic. That's that's what I started the, with. Yeah, it was whatever like it was, a big Walmart. mountain or something. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, and it's a real simple fastening system uh, with a with a hook, but I. I always forget, I always have to Google how to do it every time we take those hammocks out because even though it's simple, yeah. it's not intuitive. Yeah. And so that probably with experience, you know, would if I used it more, but mm-hmm. we just we don't use it that often. Yeah. My the one that I camp with now, it's got a parachute cord, mm-hmm. you know, three hundred pound rating parachute cord, something like that. And I actually was trying to figure out ways without tying them. You know, because there's different methods, and I don't have carabiners mm-hmm. on it. It's mm-hmm. paracord. Okay. Um, and so I actually, what I've done the last couple of years, I got two of those. I forget what they're called, but you know, they're just like the the steel ring. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I have two of those on each end, and you actually double wrap the paracord around the two rings, and then pull it back through itself. Yeah. So your pressure is what actually keeps it yeah. cinched in there. Mm-hmm. 
I wasn't so sure about it at first. It's amazing. It yeah. does make me nervous. I mean, now it, see the biggest challenge with really, that for yeah. me is I never got my knot tying badge in Boy Scouts, Neither and if I've got to depend yeah. on my yeah. ability to tie a paracord yeah. safely, yeah, I'm a dead man. <laughs> which is why, which is why I wanted to figure it out because I figured as bad at knot tying as I am, yeah. if I tie a knot that will hold me. I'm going to have to cut the hammock down yeah. every night I use yeah, it, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and so with those C-clamps, it's really, or, or uh, rings, the steel rings, it's really cool because it wraps around itself and cinches in, and I've never had it slip. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So um, Now, completely unrelated, since we're talking about tying knots, do yeah. you guys find yourselves, like me, anytime you tie a knot in something like that, grabbing onto it, pulling it, and saying, that's not going anywhere? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> is, is that a rule for men that you have yes. to say that? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. like if there's a hole, you have to go look in it. Yeah, like, exactly. You just got to do it. Exactly. Um, so I, I want to get your feedback on the, how you string your hammock up. Because I, I think that for a while now, I've been letting it sling too low. Mm-hmm. So how taut do you have I yours? I pull mine as tight as I can yeah. uh, without it like looking uh, extremely uncomfortable. Too, too stretched. <laughs> yeah, so I like it to be tight uh, because I do typically sleep on my side. And mm-hmm. so, and especially when I pull the the asymmetrical side things out it makes it a much better sleeping platform yeah but if you pull it too tight then you've got a ridge running through the middle yeah right seam. yeah yeah it, it, it's uh it's not the seam but it's a uh, it's like you pull yeah. a hammock to yeah. to where it's at its tightest point and then yeah. everything else is baggy yeah. On, yeah. The, yeah. yeah on either side so a little bit less than that um is what i do typically and i like to have it um high enough off the ground that I can't really sit in it like a chair. I, I like the bottom of the hammock to be three and a half, four feet off the ground so that I feel like I'm like off right the ground. Like mid-chest kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I've done it higher before. Or head level. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, and, and I'm also, not sure how I would get into that. Well, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, also I want it and to that be. And that would add to my pack weight is the step stool to get up into the hammock. <laughs> Well worth it, though. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you can roll a stump over. Exactly. Well, I, I like to be able to get in and out easily, but have it be right. higher than you know, sitting in it. Yeah. You know, I like to yeah. pull myself up in it, and I've done it higher too, where I actually, um, you know, we have some amazing like live oak trees here in Florida that have huge mm-hmm. branches that come off of them, and I've done it from one branch to another, where I I actually had to climb the tree. That's awesome. To get in the hammock, um, and that was kind of more for novelty than anything else because it wasn't you know you wake up and you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night you don't really feel like climbing a tree yeah by the light of the moonlight like yeah. i we've uh i don't have my retractable claws that maybe my <laughs> ancient blood brothers of the past did you know um i don't i don't believe in evolution i'm joking but um the uh anyways it's 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 a I thought fun you were talking about wolverine exactly yeah. 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 My bone claws, depending on if you're going by the comic or the movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, just... he had both at different times. Did he? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> separate, I... separate podcast. Yeah, I know. Sorry, podcast. sorry. And, uh, we'll so... talk about uh, Magneto's relationship with Wolverine <laughs> in a future podcast. The, um, but, yeah, anyway, so it, it was a lot more fun to look at that hammock during the day than it was to get in and out of it yeah. after dark. Yeah. Um, but it was still neat, you know. And this is the other, I think barrier for me in a hammock when I'm really soundly asleep I often will wake up and not know where I am and I have found myself camping trying to roll off my bed to go you know get a drink of water or something and I roll and realize oh I'm still on the ground I'm I'm in a tent oh right yeah Mm -hmm. if I were to do that in a hammock yeah especially 30 feet up in the air yeah this once again could be the end of Matthew that could be yeah Oh, if you're a heavy sleeper and wake up disoriented, yeah. it might not be the best. <laughs> you're choosing that chosen, chosen camping. Yeah. You might not want to camp if you're like exactly. <laughs> waking up in the middle of the woods, not knowing where you are. Well, it doesn't last long, but long enough to fall. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Well, I'm actually closed inside my hammock because of the bug net. Yeah. Um, and the so would bug, that bug net keep you from rolling up, rolling out? Yeah. It would. Yeah. It zips up. Yeah. It, it would. Uh, I don't think it would hold your full weight if you wanted to like but it would lay on maybe it. Get you oh, but it'll to... stop you. Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely stop you. It's but it's bug net, so mm-hmm. it's not going to hold you know right. 150 pounds. You yeah, know, if, so. you, if you so I'm good. You'd roll yeah. over just enough to have that falling dream <laughs> yeah. and wake up, right, and they're right. like, "Oh, my face is in a net." And yeah, <laughs> freak out even more. Yeah, so. but uh, yeah, and then I and then I'd have to change my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. All valid points. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm reaching here at the end. I'm no, reaching. No. I'm reaching. No, I'm I'm still thoroughly unconvinced. <laughs> I am I do I think just going back to it, I think it really needs to be just based on the situation at hand. Yep. I mean, if you know the length of the trip you're taking, if you're like say if we're we're talking about a backpacking trip here, if you know the route you're taking, the length of time you're going to be on the trail, and generally speaking, if you're doing a good a good plan, um, you should know the types of gaps and places mm-hmm. you're going to be. Um, you can you can choose a little wiser. Something like the Appalachian Trail, where there's plenty of opportunities for trees. Um, you know, hammocks would be a great alternative. There's certain sections of the trail where you can't do that, though. They they certain parts where they prohibit. You have to be. You in have to be in the shelters. Um, which we're going to do an episode about that too, because uh, I'm not crazy about that, the idea of, of using the shelters yeah. with a bunch of people in a busy season. But, you know, it'll be an interesting conversational show for that. <laughs> but um, but anyway, but based on the, the versatility of being able to plop that tent down anywhere, I mean, I think that, dep- again, depending on where you go, I, I haven't had a lot of opportunities to go out west and, and experience camping outdoors where there's not trees everywhere i mean pretty much all of the experience i've had has been pretty close to under some kind of shade um so that'll be interesting my perspective may may change as i venture out into the wild west but uh um anyway if it's nice too i i have no problem with just sleeping on the ground next to the fire yeah i've done that That is i mean i i've had a couple nights here in florida where uh you know it didn't rain and it was a clear night Mm -hmm. but where you just throw the tarp down, put your bag on top of the tarp, mm-hmm. and then wrap the tarp back on top of you, you know, and you got your little yeah. burrito set up there. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's... Trademark. Know, there you go. There's camp burrito. Camp burrito. burrito. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Mark down the Burrito daytime. technology. Camp burrito technology. <laughs> there you go. And, um... That's, that's it. And, uh... But, uh... And when you're right there next to the fire, as cold as it gets in Florida... Uh, well, on like a cold night, yeah. you can wake up and and have ice on your tarp, and you still slept yeah. comfortably. And that, that's a lot of fun, just sleeping, just yeah. literally under the stars. Campolte, right? Campolte. Campolte. There you go. Like there Chipotle go. with burrito technology. With burrito technology. Campolte with Chipotle <laughs> with burrito technology. Yeah, it's not a good product name if no one can pronounce it. No, <laughs> exactly. All right, well, I definitely appreciate you guys taking the time to come out and, and have some lively discussion today. This yeah. was really good. Um, looking forward to continuing down this path and, and learning from the folks that I, I bring on the show. And um, I, I always want to try to encourage people to get outside. Hopefully the, some of the discussion we talked about today got you, you know, inspired to go try something that you haven't done before or uh, or try to be as cool as kale and sleep next to the fire with nothing <laughs> nothing around you tent or hammock yeah or just on the ground yeah any night you can spend in the woods cook over a fire hang out with your friends it's a good night. whatever method yeah. i mean if you have to sleep in the back seat of your car yeah. uh it's worth it oh, yeah. to get out in the woods and do some camping absolutely so. yeah I couldn't couldn't agree with that more. And don't let me don't let me uh, discourage any college kids from getting hammocks and hanging out. If if that's how you got to get outside, absolutely go it's do it. It's a very hipster thing to do. It's very hipster, but you know, do do your thing. So thanks again, uh, guys, for coming out. Uh, if you haven't yet, uh, I, I know I got to do this pitch every single time I do the show. Go check out uh, social the social media pages for Trail Connection. Are you guys followers absolutely. on Instagram? Yep. Yes, you are. Um, and uh, check out the, the videos on YouTube. If you're listening to audio, we've got a full video for every episode as well. And uh, give us a follow and subscribe there as well. we got some cool stuff coming up. We're going to be doing some mini episodes in the weeks to come, uh, covering some more detail on some smaller topics. And uh, looking forward to doing that too. Those will be in studio. So I've got a pretty neat little setup there. I'm, I'm excited to unveil. So cool. uh, appreciate it, guys. Uh, until next time, this is the Trail Connection.